Hi there, this is John from the FreeGiftFromGod.com podcast. Um, I'm continuing on today looking at the words of Jesus, and I want to look now at uh, John chapter 2, and I'm going to start reading from verse 13. It says, The Passover of the Jews was at hand, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found those who were selling oxen and sheep and pigeons and the money changers at their business. And making a whip of cords, he drove them all with the sheep and oxen out of the temple, and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. And he told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away, you shall not make my father's house a house of trade. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for thy house will consume me. Now this is interesting because Jesus went into the temple and he didn't like what he saw because the temple had been turned into a marketplace and they they were selling all of these animals. Now, part of the temple process and part of the processes under the law was there had to be offerings. They had to um, do all the different uh, blood offerings and blood sacrifices and for all of the different types of sins and purifications under the law, there was a different offering. Sometimes it was pigeons, sometimes it was sheep, sometimes it was oxen and so on and so forth. And so all of the uh, people or the merchants thought, we can make a buck out of this. Um, Let's set up shop inside the temple or inside the yards of the temple and do this so that we can make a buck. You know, I mean, it's classic marketing, you know, marketing people and, and salespeople, they go to where the customers are. Now, you've got people coming to the temple, they were the customers, and they needed to get these pigeons or sheep or goats or whatever. And so the marketers there, the, the businessmen, the uh, the uh, people who uh, were selling these animals said, well, we'll take our animals there. And then, oh, it just makes it so much easier for everyone. This is classic marketing 101 stuff. And that's what they were doing. They were turning the temple into a marketplace. Now, how many churches today have turned the vestibules of the church into a marketplace where they sell books and they sell CDs and they sell all kinds of stuff, devotional stuff and, you know, I don't know whether they still have them, but the what would Jesus do bracelets and all this sort of stuff. How many churches do that? Now, I've certainly seen it in quite a number of churches. I travel around a fair bit and I've seen this. And isn't that the same thing? Isn't that the same thing? Isn't that turning God's church into a place of business? Now, should we be doing that? Well, Jesus got awfully upset at these people. What does it say there? He says, making, verse 15, this is uh, John chapter 2, verse 15, and making a whip of cords, he drove them all with the sheep and oxen out of the temple, and he poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned the tables. And needless to say, they weren't terribly happy about that. But he was a man on fire. Jesus was consumed with zeal for the house of God to the point where he said, this must stop now. And he drove them all out with the whip of cords. Now, they're a little bit upset about this, <laughs> needless to say. So we, we continue on. Um, I mean, it says there in verse 17, his disciples remembered what it was written, or remembered that it was written, zeal for thy house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, here are the ones who are upset. They said, what sign have you to show us for doing this? He said, well, hang on a minute. Who gave you the right to do this, is what they're saying. What sign have you to show 
us for doing this. And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, now they didn't understand what was going on. The Jews then said, it has taken 46 years to build this temple and will you raise it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his body. When therefore he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. Now here we see Jesus is prophesying. He's prophesying about his death. He knew the reason why he had come to the earth. He had come to teach the gospel, to establish the foundations of the church, and then to die. He knew that was why he came. He came to die. And he came to die so that he would be the sacrifice for sin for us. His blood did two main things. His blood, firstly, it was given as a sacrifice for all of the sins of mankind. That was the first thing. And the second thing his blood did was it issued in and ratified the new covenant, which is the will of God. That's what the blood does. Now, every time, if you go back to the animal sacrifices, they always had uh, the sacrifice do two things. They offered the sacrifice to bring the covenant of the law, the covenant of sacrifice, into being. That's the first part of it. And the second part of it was to make the offering for sin. And that's basically exactly what Jesus did. He brought the new covenant into being. The new covenant didn't exist prior to Jesus. And effectively, it came into being at his death. And that's why we have to remember his death and his resurrection. Part of the reason why is we remember what he did. And we remember, now here's the first piece of uh, false teaching that I'll talk about, is uh, we don't remember his death and resurrection through the rites of Easter. Easter it has got nothing to do with Christianity. There is nothing in the Bible that talks about remembering his death through all of those rites of Easter. And in fact, all of that stuff came out of pagan worship. All of the business about Easter eggs and Easter bunnies and all that sort of stuff, all pagan. But Jesus told us how to remember his death. And he told them at the Last Supper, he says, when you break bread and when you take the the, the juice, the wine, and break bread, says this is how to remember uh, his death and his um, and his resurrection. We do it through the actions of taking communion or breaking bread or what it is, whatever it is that you call it, where um, um, where you happen to meet. That is the process for remembering Jesus' death and his resurrection. It's not Easter. Easter is pagan. Easter is full of paganism. Anyone, if you want to go on the web and search for it, you will find all of the references to the gods of Eosta, who were the Norse gods. There were there were gods of um, the Druids who brought in all of the Easter egg stuff. There were the gods uh, Astarte, um, who was uh, one of the Asian gods, and all of Easter, and they were... Uh, gods of fertility and so on and so forth, because you know, they talk about new birth. And, of course, we talk about new birth um, over the Easter period. But all of that stuff came out of the pagan. Even the, the business about um, the hot cross buns. Nowhere does it talk about hot cross buns in the Bible, but it actually talks about buns that were offered to the Queen of Heaven, who was Astarte, and she had a few other names as well, uh, in Jeremiah, and was condemned condemned for offering these buns. And, of course, 
that was picked up as part of the Easter process. Now, I'm not going to go into that. Um, there is a lot of information you can find out. Uh, in fact, uh, a good reference, and I know you can freely download the, the book on the internet, is there's a section about Easter in the book The, the Two Babylons, uh, which was by the Reverend Alex Hislop, uh, and it was written back in the late 1800s or thereabouts. Uh, and you can, get, you can get copies of that, and it will go into great detail. And he has pictures and he has descriptions and all. That's one good reference, but there are many others. So when coming back to this, Jesus said that destroy this temple in three days I'll raise it up. What he was doing, he was referring to how he was to die. He knew he had come to die. He knew that he was going to be in the ground for three days or in the uh, in the tomb for three days and that he would then be raised up, uh, resurrected, and he would come back and he would walk the earth for roughly about 40-odd days and, uh, and then there would be Pentecost and the church began. So it's important to understand these things, that the, uh, the church should not become a marketplace. You know, we're not buying and selling God's word. I mean, I call my website the free gift from God. Everything I have on here, all of the things that the Lord has taught me, all of these things I'm doing here on this pod podcast, all of the books that I offer on my website, everything is free. You want it for free. I got it for nothing, I give it for nothing. And this is exactly what it is. It's not a marketplace. The church should not be a marketplace. And so if your church is a marketplace, if they're selling products and things like that uh, in the vestibules, and a lot of them do, then I'd suggest you have a chat to your uh, uh, to the minister or the elders of your church and just say, hey, um, when the early church, when Jesus went in, in uh, John chapter 2 from verse 13 down to verse 22, and he saw that they, the Jews, had turned the temple into a marketplace, he got really upset with them and he drove them all out and said, we probably shouldn't do the same thing as what they were doing then and take it as an opportunity to change. And if they don't listen, well, that's okay. Go to another church. Um, your decision. Anyway, I'm going to end, end it there and I'll continue on with these words of Jesus and we'll look at what he had to say as opposed to what has been taught many times in the church over the many years. So we'll look at his words and I'll continue on looking at these words of Jesus next week. We're getting into some really interesting stuff once we get into John chapter 3 next week. We're getting more into his words rather than kind of the the... Um, back up to these things and how all of these things begin. So until next time, this is John from the freegiftfromgod.com podcast signing off and hoping that you join me again next week and I hope you have a great week ahead. Oh, 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 oh.